0: You're listening to Pointing Pointers, the Point-to-Point podcast.
1: There was a time when
0: my good evening and welcome to Pointing Pointers. This is Ben Atkins and I'm joined not only by James Gray and Mike Drown, but we have got a very special guest this evening. We have got the uh, the Welsh wonder, the man on fire, Bradley Gibbs, joined us this evening. How are you doing, Brad?
2: Yeah, very good.
0: Very good. Thanks for coming back on. Uh, we'll, we'll come to you in a moment, but James, how are you getting on?
3: Very well, thank you, Ben. Yourself? Yeah,
0: good, thanks. Yeah. Uh, Mike? Yeah, all good. Well, that's the that's the pleasantries out of the way. <laughs> that's... No no, no one's going to ask me how it was after we had to pull the show last week due to illness. No, don't worry about it. We'll move you straight look fine. Yeah, <laughs> I would say you look fine, but obviously I can't see you because your internet connection is um, rural, to say the least. So, Brad, you've been having a very good time of it. Um, it's fair to say, sitting second in the championship, riding plenty of winners, training plenty of winners. Uh, what do you put it down to at the moment? Obviously, we uh, took took the Mick a little bit last year, saying you know you, you're having a great season, and uh, let's see if you can back it up. And yeah, you, you know you are, aren't you? What do you yeah. what do you put it down to?
2: I think it's just we got a good bunch of horses. Yeah, um, they just fit, um, and they just go and win their races. Um, <laughs> you make it sound so simple yeah yeah no I'm lucky I've got a I got a real good lad in Ireland that buys all the horses for me Um, and he just buys he knows what type we need and he just buys us the right type of horses it
0: makes a massive difference if you've got the if you've got the right raw material doesn't it but uh, yeah. you know you're probably doing yourself a disservice there you know you still you still got to get them fit and, uh, and match ready and then and go and win on them so um, how many would you have in at the moment
2: um we've got about 21
0: or 22 in decent yeah and is that up on last year yeah we was
2: we had about between 12 and 15 last year um mm. so obviously we're up on last year we've got quite a few four-year-olds um to run this year um quite a nice bunch um and then the rest older horses we've sold um one uh, we've sold three that we've one with this year they've been sold on um and we've bought new and replaced them now so we full up again
0: so the um it was a bold move you know you and your partner claire um setting up on that yard i think it's the father's yard originally is that right and then you you moved there and started having a crack at at, at you know improving the um facilities doing what you're doing adding more horses and it's fair to say that it's you know it's paying off it's the plan is working brad the plan is working
2: yeah definitely it was it was a big move um moving from wales and everything um but look we moved uh we had obviously our first season training year last year um had a very good year last year and thank god if it kept going this year again hmm. um we're very lucky um with the farm it's you know there's 360 acres here and, very lucky, Claire's father just literally lets us do what we want and destroy the farm. Really, gallop everywhere.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Ideal. And so it's um, give us an idea, Give us a sense of the sort of scale of the operation. So, have you got twenty two horses, and it can't just be you and Claire. So, you know, have you got have you got a few people on the team now, or are you, are you doing most of it yourself, or you got?
2: They've got me and Claire, uh, me Claire, and then there's another girl, Natalie, who's full time. And then we've got a lad that's training to be a vet. Um, he comes in three days a week. Um, we've got another girl that comes in three days a week just to muck out. And then two other um, part-time members of staff do two, two days a week riding out. So uh, some days, you know, it is real hard and there's only three of us in and we got to muck them out and, um, me and Natalie could be doing, you know, 10, 11 lots on the days that there's nobody else in. But look, Claire stays on the floor and tacks him up and gets him ready for us. So look, it, it is hard work, but we get the job done. And, you know, it's obviously it's obviously working and it's worth it when you go to the races and have the winners.
0: Well, that's it, and you're enjoying yourself, aren't you? When that, you know, when you get the results, you're enjoying yourself, and it makes looking out twenty-two on a, a Monday morning on your own uh, all, all the more worthwhile.
2: Well, it makes getting up in the morning a hell of a lot easier when you're training winners every weekend. Uh,
0: you know, so you're saying you, you know you've improved the quality of horse with your with your man in Ireland, but do do you think it is a massive advantage um, riding the ones you train in? Do you know? When you're doing your pieces of work, which ones are ready to go and win their races, or how they need to approach your fence, all that stuff. Do you think that is an advantage?
2: Oh, definitely, yeah. And you know, I'm like riding them every day and being with them every day. You know them inside out, and you know it's it's a massive advantage. Just going into the races and jumping on a horse for the first time ever and not knowing anything about it. You know, like I know all these horses inside out, how they need to be ridden and how they want to be ridden and. You know, it's obviously look. You, the results speak for themselves. It's obviously working. Um, you know, we do we do ride a lot of our horses from the front from the front and ride them quite forward. But that's just because we know them and I know them and I know they fit and I know they jump and keep galloping. So why not ride them that way?
0: Yeah, I was going to say if you know they are fit, it's a massive advantage because you know they're gonna. They're, you know they're gonna stay there the distance don't you at the pace that you want to set so you know why not control it from the front yeah definitely yeah definitely yeah. um so lads um moving we've we've got an awful lot of racing since we uh since we last did a podcast so perhaps just focused on 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 the week that's just been um brad you know you didn't have any winners which is frankly you've let yourself down there but <laughs> um, luckily for you, luckily for you, Bennett was riding in a hunt chase on the uh, on the Saturday, so you you, you came away and unscathed in the championship. You, you're only two behind him still. Uh, but uh, lads, what did you what did you notice from the the week that's just come?
3: Yeah, uh, Duncan Park, uh, good days racing there. Um, friend of the podcast, Chris Dawson, <laughs> won the conditions race with Steely Edition, who he uh, trained originally. Then he went off into training with Paul Nichol, uh Philip Hobbs, even. And, uh, Chris has just got him back this year, but, um, I think he's been sort of piecing him back together and, uh, managed to win first time out with him. So hopefully he's got an exciting season ahead. He was a 150 rated chaser. So if Chris can keep him together, he's, uh, certainly an exciting horse. Um, the restricted was won by a nice Santa Santmer, um, Sinomain, I think. John Dawson rode it, um, for Fiona Needham, um, has been running really well uh, won her maiden last time and then won the restricted hopefully she'll carry on progressing um, and the maiden was finally Gogo go Deronimo after nine attempts at winning his maiden has finally won a maiden race so yeah exactly took him long enough he's been second about six times I think I've backed him most of those times um, but yeah he finally won so I think it was a good day's racing. the snow was coming in um, when I spoke to Chris he said it was a bit cold and he wasn't going to stay and watch the bumper so
0: and you know that if uh, if Chris Dawson's saying that and, and he's moaning
3: about some something like that, it was bloody cold. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the same man that broke his back on the Friday and carried on riding out until about the Tuesday before uh, he actually went and got diagnosed that he'd broken his back. So, do
0: you know he played a game of rugby? Yeah.
3: Incredible, isn't it?
0: He played a game of rugby in that period as well. I saw him at at the sales the other week and uh, he literally played a game of rugby with a broken back and didn't (laughs) know It made of tough stuff for you jump jockeys, aren't you? You made of
1: tough stuff. Um, Mike, anything from you? No, we've had a couple of quiet weeks down here. Oh uh, yeah! So, uh, oh yeah!
0: You don't. I've just forgot. You don't anything that's not in Devon and Cornwall. You just don't watch no, or no, no, read no, upon. Or no, 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 It's just no, no, no point. Really, fair enough. <laughs> fair, fair enough. Uh, Brad, give us your best winner from the last week or so.
2: Um, Premier Magic, sorry, was very impressive at. Um, Melbourne, St Andrews.
0: You've got that many winners to choose from at the moment. It's just a job to remember what you've actually what you have <laughs> <laughs> <you've> actually won. <laughs> yeah, Premier Magic. Um we spoke about him on on last on last week's show and um as a horse going places. What what's your ambition for him? Uh, look,
2: he will he he ran obviously in Melbourne. Um it, Howard Jewell will go for the Fox Hunters at so Cheltenham. Um but we will train him exactly the same just in case anything goes amiss with one of them um and then whatever one can run will well look she will go first but he will be lined up to run if anything goes amiss
0: with her um yeah sure
2: and then if he doesn't run there we'll probably give him it one running another run in a point a point just after cheltenham and then i hope to go to Aintree with him
0: okay yeah yeah good plan yeah do you, do you think he prefers that sort of a flat track or is it just a case of placing him in a in yeah a it does, race. it's
2: like he's very versatile He'll win not he'll go on good ground he'll go on heavy ground um flat track or you know or staying track it doesn't really matter to him but i just think two and a half round entry over them fences will be right up his street you know
0: yeah it'd be great yeah it'd be be lovely to go and win that absolutely why not good to have these targets in mind anything else before we move on lads
1: yeah obviously um, Brad's mentioned Hyo Jill I was just going to say how impressed obviously very impressed um, by her that you must have been from Chipley
2: yeah it was a very good run Um, obviously only three in it Um, but just the way she went about it and we went a good gallop early and just the way she quickened downhill and turning into three out the way she quickened away from them and just kept galloping. She was very impressive. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Only three horses, but the other two were good horses as well on it. So
2: yeah, it was a great, it was a good race. Yeah. And it was done in a good time as well.
1: Yeah.
0: Exciting times. So, um, yeah, not many massive talking points from the, from the last couple of weeks. If you go back as far as the, uh, the week before last, um, there was a race at Horseheath, which has uh, come to our attention. And um, Ian Davies, who some of you may know from Twitter, um, is a big fan of the sport and and puts out some great uh, sort of in- information on their uh, Twitter on race days and things. Um, he was a bit miffed about uh, Master Templar being called the second horse um, to Champion Chase, um, trained by uh, Station Yard uh master temple being uh, a tom and gina special um the, the, i mean it was fairly quickly quashed on twitter with joe hill saying that there was um you know an ipad on the line which is which is great and, it, and it, assuming if anyone unless anyone knows differently that that result was uh as, as it seemed you know just having the ipad on the line that we spoke about so many times you know just having a a source of proof that just doesn't mean that the stewards are kind of guessing must be really really handy I have heard grumblings privately that um, they still don't think that the call was made was right. It's so difficult unless you've got technology which is, you know, guaranteed. You know, they have proper, uh, you know, under rules. Obviously, they've got the mirrors, they've got the the dual cameras and everything else. An iPad is definitely a step step in the right direction. But if it still allows people to sort of question the result, you know, is it good enough? Um, I don't know. Any thoughts on
1: that, lads? Depends who was taking the picture, doesn't it? And when they took it.
0: <laughs> I think it's a little bit more advanced than that, Mike. I don't think it's just like the guy stood getting <laughs> an ice cream at the back, taking a photo with his iPhone as it whizzed it past the line. I think it is a little bit oh, more sophisticated. Oh, missed it. Oh.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. No, it's, uh, it is an iPad taking um, a really high frame rate, taking lots and lots of photos and basically deciding, you know, so that you can see. But, you know, I, I suppose... Yeah, it's. Um, I've I've heard some some grumblings from various people that don't feel that that result was correct, even though even with the iPad on the line. So you know maybe we've
1: still got a way to go, and that one keeps rearing its. I think head. if you have got like yeah. something like that, if you know, even if yeah, it might not be um, as good as sort of under rules or whatever. But if if there is a picture taken, official a picture, why can't it sort of if there is. You know, why can't it just be put up on Twitter or sort of put out there? So then, look, here it is, end of it. And then there's no mm. there no questions then, is there?
0: Yeah, fair enough. Maybe if anyone has got a photo of that particular ace, so you could furnish us with that very thing. Um, so anyway, um, let's look at the f- forthcoming weekend. So uh, I'll just give you some quick goings. So... All the racing this weekend is on the Sunday, the 13th. Um, Friars Hof in the borders. The going is still good. Small amount of rain yesterday. Very dry, cold, windy day today. Some rain in the forecast, which may change the going to good to soft. And that was on the 7th of February. Um... Current going at Hjørn Langibby, which is in Howick, Gwent, Brad. You'll have to score me for my Welsh, pseudo Welsh <laughs> accent later. But um, current going at Howick for Sunday uh, is is good to soft. It rained overnight on Saturday, uh, and the forecast is dry all week. Um, so that that would probably go off, you'd imagine, good to soft. Um, and then we're also racing at the Southpool Harriers at Bookfastly Devon, Mike. You'll be pleased to know. So, um the clerk of the course reported at 4pm yesterday that the going is good, good to soft, with a good covering of grass. Uh, the rails and fences have been moved, so racing is on the fresh ground. Would you like to give us a, a rating, Mike, at how accurate that going description <laughs> might actually be, given some of the
1: courses down there, just make it up? <laughs> well, yeah, um, obviously it was pretty testing down there that last meeting, and uh, I think they're due. Do some rain between now and Sunday, so it will still take plenty of getting. But um, no, hopefully it won't be too bad, do know.
0: So, Brad, where are you heading this weekend and where can we expect to see some winners? Where can a friend of mine go with a wheelbarrow and s- some pound notes and tip <laughs> them onto a bookie?
2: <laughs> um, we're going to
0: Cairnflangiby. Um, so, uh, so, sorry, say that again. We go into the current Langibby. That's that was how you say it. That that was an education there for you. That's yeah. okay.
2: Um, we got two running. We got uh, one in the four and five year old maiden. Um, five year old by Kingston Hill, uh, called Keaton Hill. Um, he runs. He goes nicely at home. Um, hoping for a big run with him. Um, and then we got who the man running in the restricted um one nicely at high I am the last day um think quite a lot of him so hopefully he should go and do the job as well.
0: Great um James, your internet connection is clearly failing you this evening but uh, have you have you seen anything uh, this weekend that we should be aware of?
1: Yeah you slate down here, but you know at least I've got internet boys. <laughs> now I'm looking forward to uh seeing Paulock Bay hopefully running at Buckfastly um before heading to Cheltenham so hoping for a big run from him.
2: Lock, I see Pollock Bay's declared for Friday. Probably getting Friday then, would not it?
1: <laughs>
0: I'd say so. I'd say so. Yeah, he's going to run at Banger on Friday, isn't he?
3: Um apologies Mike. Apologies. James, over to you. I had a quick look at Buckfast because I knew Mike could be well into that. The mixed open, mixed open's really good, isn't it? Decent race, obviously. It's been ruined yeah, by Paul at Bay not running.
1: Hopefully yeah, hopefully they turn up because. But last, like last meeting was well entered, but um, a lot of them didn't turn up. But hopefully this meeting there. There's
3: weren't. 20 in the mayor's maiden, which is not a bad turnout. They, those are the sort of races that sometimes can be poorly entered, but obviously plenty. Yeah. I see there's a horse named after you in the older maiden as well. Cornish Cavalier. I assume that's been named after you. On <laughs> the right side of the border, mate. <laughs> I know. Come on. I just like to mention the Cornish factor. It's all <laughs> one county, anyway, isn't it?
0: Okay, James, well.
1: <laughs> Don't get me started, James.
0: Uh, James, we might we might hand this over to uh, the honour over to Bradley actually. Um, but um, have you got any bets for us this weekend? We were talking off air about the, the fact that you actually um, napped quite a few last year, and most of them didn't win at about three to one on. But uh, have you uh, dug anything out for us this weekend?
3: No, I mean my favourite nap was uh, Highland Jewel. Whatever price she went off, some ridiculously odd-on shot Shire- at Cheltenham, but uh, yeah, she still won, didn't she? So. <laughs> And Brad did try and exactly. take the third last exactly. with him.
2: I've done with a new school in home, so I fancy bringing it home with me.
3: Uh-huh. I'm going to put her up anti-post for the fox hunters. Don't know what price she'll be, but
0: Mike, anything you fancy down in Devon?
1: What horses or what? <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah. Uh, Summerlee's in the mayor's maiden. Um, ran down there at the previous meeting Ran well, just got tired at the end um, So yeah, I'd be excited to see what she she can do Hopefully she's improved for the run Go close again
0: There seems to be absolutely loads of bookies on course down your way Is that just what it looks like from the photos or is that not the case?
1: Um, yeah, some of the meetings are yeah very well represented Yeah
0: yeah, be. Um, I'm quite keen to get Simon Not on again soon, and um, and sort of, he's no doubt got some amazing stories from the from the point to point courses in Devon and Cornwall. So that'd uh, <laughs> yeah, be interesting. To
1: <laughs> yeah, met, yeah, definitely he has. Um, in the bookies, uh, there was an £1,100 punt on where's Wilmer at Chipley Park. Obviously, she didn't even win. eye, the well, yeah, f- finished fourth. But what's what's the biggest punt that you boys know? Seen on the. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you a story. Better than actually. yours. So I, <laughs> no, no, no. I've I've never had a better of that sort of size uh, on course or at uh, point-to-point course or off it. Um, but uh, when I I had a maiden horse um, that uh, Tom Strawson rode for me um, a few years ago, and. Uh, basically by virtue of the fact that most of my friends aren't into horse racing knew that I had a horse running and then it was the first time it was going to win. And I thought it was quite good. So they all drove from Lincolnshire down to Sheriff Hutton and we're just like going up and down the lines. And I, I, I remember, and I was like, lads, it might place. Maybe we think it's all right, but like, do not like, you know, anyway, they were just having like five, 500 pound bets. Uh, like, and and the, I remember the commentators distinctly saying, um, they really fancy, they're like, they're like actually mentioning the price shortening so much before they have They really fancy uh, <laughs> this horse before. I was just there with my head in my hand just thinking there's enough pressure without, without all your friends uh, piling on pre-race. But yeah, that, that, really? that, that was a bit silly. No, it's still not one. It's still not the (laughs) one since. It's perpetual, perpetual second, um, unfortunately, but yeah, nice horse, but just didn't, didn't fancy it. I don't think anyway, uh, we'll move on to any other business. Uh, Brad, just a few more questions for you while we've got you. Um, uh, you know, uh, no doubt you've you've gone from fifteen to twenty two, so you've got plenty uh, to be getting on with. No doubt in the summer you'll be bringing some youngsters from the field. And um, have you got room? If you you know if, if there was owners that are wondering where to train one next season, uh, have you got room at the inn?
2: Yeah, there's definitely always room. Yeah, even if we had to put one in the spare bedroom, um,
0: <laughs> put up a news table.
2: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there's always room. Um, and even if people wanted to send some breakers in the summer or anything, they'll um, definitely <clears throat> could do with a few of them to keep me busy and keep the weight off me through the summer.
0: <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure that's uh, not too difficult. But um, yeah, shame, shame. Johnny isn't here really because that would have been a perfect opportunity to give him some stick about his post racing weight. But um, yeah, yeah. Alas, <laughs> uh, yeah. Johnny couldn't be with us this evening, but he does send you his regards, Brad. Um, so. Well, that draws things to a close we are going to be doing a uh a a snappy a 30 minute show each week um i say each week we're not doing next week because i said i'm away but we're going to be doing this more regularly and keeping it slightly more snappy um you will be pleased to know so we will see you again very soon lads it's been a pleasure and i'll see you next time
1: cheers boys nice to have you on brad cheers thank you James,
0: just say something so I can edit you in. I did say something.
3: <laughs> I said, thanks a lot. Bye. Bye. Just bye. say bye. Bye. Just, just say bye.
0: Yeah, Bye. Thanks. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Brad's actually got... Uh, <laughs> Brad's actually got... <laughs>